With winter coming, and all the health issues it brings, now's the time to make sure your immune system is as strong as it can be and to build your natural immunity. It's time to empower your immune system. Empower supercharges your immunity because it's made from AHCC, one of the most powerful mushroom extracts to ever come out of Japan. It's been shown to enhance your immune protection by over 300%, and it has the robust research to prove it. Empower is my first go-to when it comes to immune support. I personally take it daily and prescribe it to my patients in need of immune support. And who doesn't these days? If you're looking for a way to supercharge your immune system protection and build your natural immunity, Empower is the solution for you. For more information and order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com for Empower. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about a great book. Maybe it's your medications, How to Avoid Unnecessary Drug Therapy and Adverse Drug Reactions. Our guest, the author, Dr. Hedva Barinholtz-Levy. Uh, Dr. Levy uh, is uh, spreading the word about how important it is to make sure that the medications you're taking, especially if you're an older adult, uh, are safe and appropriate for you. And, and this is especially important in light of polypharmacy, just the proliferation of medications that Americans are taking. So uh, when it comes to prescription medications, uh, you have actually a chapter uh, where you kind of list, uh, you know, you don't call them that, but sort of like the dirty dozen of uh, medications that are, uh, should probably be avoided. I mean, there may be special circumstances where a senior requires these medications, but, you know, they, they just are not appropriate. So what are some of the leading prescription meds that you got to watch out for? Well, if you're talking about the potentially inappropriate medications, I've got two chapters, one that talks about some high risk in a different way, but there's also the potentially inappropriate medications. Um, and what would I want to highlight here? So we talked a little bit in the first section about these older antihistamines and why they can be uh, problematic because of leading to confusion and something that could look like early the onset of dementia, but it's actually caused by medication. There's a whole host of medications that have anticholinergic effects, and I talk about what that term means and some of the medicines that have those those conditions. Um, I talk about benzodiazepines. Um, that's a drug class that we use either for anxiety or for sedation at night. They help us These sleep. valium-like drugs, yeah, that ilk. That thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Xanax and these common, some of the brand names that people might know. Ativan, um, That's yeah. a Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are a group of medicines that are particularly problematic in older adults because they increase the risk of falls. They're associated with even motor vehicle crashes in older patients. And used long-term, there is the potential for irreversible dementia, that they can, they've been associated with dementia. And that's certainly a concern for so many of us. Um, I talk about um, the proton pump inhibitors. We touched on those earlier because they are available without a prescription, but they are also widely used with a prescription prescribed by, by their physician um, for years on end. And we we see some sometimes in certain conditions, situations, they might be needed long term, but typically they're used for reflux and with a shorter term reason to use them. Um, long-term use is associated with problematic concerns like the increased risk of fractures because they can inhibit, they can inhibit calcium absorption 
and therefore lead to weakened bones, um, but also met low magnesium levels and, and uh, pneumonia risk even. So um, those can be a group of problematic drugs. Um, we touched on the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs already. Um, and another group I, I, that are concerned, a concern because of potentially inappropriate in older adults is the use of antipsychotic medications in patients with dementia. So that's a particular uh, spe- special subset of patients who maybe might have behavioral symptoms later in the disease of dementia. There can be some agitation, um, problematic behaviors, and often uh, antipsychotics are prescribed for that reason. And there are some concerns with overusing medicine, th- those these antipsychotic medications um, for that reason. Um, again, because of the fall risk, the drowsiness, the cognitive impairment, the dampening of the mental function. Um, so I don't know if those, that was, those are some of the medications you were talking about, um, but I can also talk about the, um, the, the medications that can cause low blood sugar. Yep. Should I talk about that for sure, just a please, second? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's three other groups of medicines that just in general nationally, they're on our radar screen as being higher risk, but I do emphasize when they're needed, they're needed. We just need to be careful on how we use them to avoid an adverse reaction. So um, the certain medications for diabetes can cause low blood sugars. And when there are better alternatives, we like to use those. There are some oral medications for diabetes that are, can, can, can be associated with low blood sugar as well as insulin. So we need to be cautious in how we use those in older adults and choose some of the newer medicines that do not have that risk of low blood sugar because hypoglycemia, that low blood sugar, can be really detrimental. And as we get older, we may not be eating as much as we usually do. If we're living alone, we're cooking for one. So the food intake might be variable. And there's different reasons that can predispose us to that low blood sugar. And also, it's harder to recognize low blood sugar sometimes as we get older. Another group of drugs that is at higher risk is anything that contributes to the bleed, to bleeding risk. So anticoagulant medications, things that people might take because they have atrial fibrillation, a, heart, a fast heart rhythm, um, to lower the risk of a, a blood clot and a stroke, um, as well as just antiplatelet drugs, things like aspirin or Plavix. These are medicines that might be used after heart procedures. Anything that can incre- increase that risk of bleeding is higher risk in older adults. Um, they're more sensitive to the effects of the medications, one of those issues I mentioned earlier. Um, so we worry about the bleeding problems that can come from medicines. So people need to be more vigilant if they're prescribed a medicine that is known to increase that risk of bleeding because that's what it does. That's how it helps us in the body. Um, and, you know, be, be alert to potential issues so we can catch them early. Um, opioid pain medicines, I, you can't get through a conversation without just touching on that because we have this opioid epidemic in, in, in the U.S. Um, sometimes those strong pain, pain medicines are needed, but post-operatively, for example, you know, but, uh, ex- yes. yeah. Short term and, and for severe pain, right? And, um, so, but we need to be cautious of the fall risk. And what is now coming, being more in the news or in the literature is that opioids can, when they interact with other medicines an older adult is taking, it might be just a very innocent situation. And the next thing you know, there's that risk of, um, overdose or, or slowed respiration. The breathing, um, can be, is, can be affected. Um, if we combine opioids with gabapentin or those benzodiazepines, the Valium-type drugs I mentioned. Um, so, you know, when on its own, an opioid might be okay combined with something else that becomes a very serious medication. 
Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the ones I, I highlight. If there's something else you want to bring up, let me know. But um, again, these are medicines. When we need them, we need them. But we need to be aware of those side effects and be very vigilant and really careful of the, to, to look for potential problems and, and say something about it right away rather than just continue. I've talked to people who will keep taking a medicine even though they are having a side effect or an adverse reaction to it and not say anything, which I just am trying to get people to talk more, bring, bring up those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, there's actually kind of a move afoot in American medicine to reform the system. Uh, you could actually call this uh, iatrogenology. You know, we have uh, endocrinology, we <laughs> yeah. have cardiology, we have gastroenterology. Maybe we should have <laughs> iatrogenology as a medical specialist. I it seems it. like you're a bit of an iatrogenologist. You know, you, you study <laughs> medical by. complications, right? Caused by, yeah. uh, you know, medications or medical interventions. But uh, there is a term, right. it's called deprescribing. And deprescribing is an art because it's a little bit like, you know, if you have a house of cards and you try to remove one or, you know, like, you're trying mm-hmm. to get a shelf, mm-hmm. you know, like a can of beans on a shelf, like in a pyramid yep. on a, in an apartment store, and you pull out the wrong one, the whole thing comes crashing one. down. Yeah. But it, you have to be judicious, but it is doable. You can take somebody's on seven different medications and feeling lousy and maybe, dwind, you know, dwindle it down to three essential medications, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love your analogy, but it, it, it has to be done carefully, right? You don't want to stop everything at once and you have to figure out what's the, the low hanging fruit, what's the safest one to, to stop. Also what what matters most to the to the patient. We worry we we focus a lot in medicine these days on in healthcare of uh, providing patient centered care, what matters most to that individual and to help them reach their goals. And then we can look at the medicines they're taking and figure out which ones um, are not as critical to their their overall, their their important, their most important health conditions, and also what matters most to them. Um, so yeah, deprescribing is a term I have. I had mixed feelings about. I've come to um, embrace it fully because we need to call it something, and then we can do something about it, and we can study it more. Because when you when you talk about it, sure, let's reduce someone's medications. But when you're sitting with that patient and the healthcare team. Which one do you pull? And is it, is it that right can of beans to pull from, you know, without, without toppling everything? Is that the right medicine to stop? And how do we do it? Most medications, especially in older patients, we need to re- slowly reduce the dose of the medicine. So do a taper, taper. rather than a cold, a cold turkey stop. Um, and that's just a, a, that's a great rule of thumb because I don't want anyone to, to think, oh, I'm taking something that can cause a problem, I'm going to stop it because there could be a rebound effect or something more detrimental. If you stop it cold turkey all at once, it's important to, to always do it with the medical supervision and make that decision with your doctor. But um, so deprescribing has come a long way. I think we have a long, long way to go to, to really to keep, to, to make more headway on this, on this track. But I, what one thing that comes out in the literature and the research we know we have right now on deprescribing is Older adults and the family caregivers don't realize that it is an option even that we can, mm-hmm. we can, I can talk to my doctor about maybe stopping something. Really? I thought this was it. So I'm in somewhat through well, this book and then it, it seems to me, I want people. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Luby, that it, as a physician, it's so much easier to prescribe a medication. And, you know, you kind of say, well, you know, uh, it, it's all good. Uh, you know, stay in your medication, uh, ad infinitum, but the body changes. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you're put on a blood pressure medication when you're 55, uh, it may not be appropriate, you know, when you're 82. 
mm-hmm. you know, powerful Absolutely. blood pressure lowering medication yep. might make you feel weak and woozy while it, it's adequately controlled your blood yep. pressure when you were it twenty was pounds fine heavier. Before, right, yeah. but you've lost weight, and right, you've lost weight, and you're you're uh, you're you're not drinking as much. So your hydration status is different. Um, uh, exactly, and I thought I was going to say, just slipped my mind as you were saying that story with. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I, I did. Go, go I ahead. Blank. But um, I'll, 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 I'll the, ask an, I'll, But people don't know that it's an option. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I, I don't. Go ahead. Yeah. The, so, uh, it, it with the recognition that there are more and more uh, that the population is aging, and more and more people are taking a lot of medication because it's only going to. You know, as we come up with, quote, more solutions for more medical problems, the number of medications mm-hmm. is going to proliferate. Uh, there is uh, the emergence of a field within internal medicine, my field, internal medicine. But internal medicine yeah. doctors generally treat older individuals because younger people don't really need it. And younger people may need, you know, sports medicine or orthopedics, you know, mm-hmm. broken bones and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. there's this field of ger- gerontology. And is that a, a there? You get a special certification in that, or a board certification? And do those types of doctors? Is that the kind of doctor that maybe someone should go to to properly unravel a polypharmacy, or you know, make some critical decisions about mm-hmm. what's really essential? Yeah. So yeah, the specialty of of the older adult, and I refer to geriatrics as well. Gerontology mm-hmm. and geriatrics are similar, but geriatrics is the medical. Yeah. Um, specialization, right? And that's, and so yes, with an old, with older patients, when there's more complexity, um, I think that specialized knowledge of a geriatrician can be invaluable because it, we can't just disease, treat one disease in an older individual when they have five or six different health conditions. We have to look at the patient overall and also there's much more consideration of what's going on in the home environment what is the the safety around the home what's the ability to access healthy foods and exercise and whatever else it might be um so we have to look at all of the complexities um and the the finances as well right all of this interplays into someone's health and what medications we're able to use or what treatment plans we can have and that's where that geriatric specialty comes in for sure because it's it, there's nuances to healthcare for everybody, and I, I, I know you're well aware of that, and I love your philosophy of practice. Um, but yeah, so that uh, finding a geriatrician can be a great resource. May, this person may or may not be the primary care doctor, but having that person's input can be invaluable to help understand where can we pull back on some medicines because, oh, that, maybe that's what you started saying before, it's so easy to prescribe. Yeah, and then you look at the quick list of med- everything's fine. You're doing fine, Mr. Smith. We're, you know, your your medications if are it fine. Ain't We're broke, not going to fix anything. it, right? That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but at some time, you, but these subtleties, these the fact that these side effects can be there and just under the radar screen, just making someone a little bit tired, but they're doing okay. They're functioning fine, and one more ding, and something could be really noticeable. And then all of a sudden, mom or dad. Is having uh, you're not they're not able to stay awake during the day or they can't man- manage their medications mm-hmm. on their own anymore, and you know maybe it's because we're over prescribing. So yeah, I, I recall an instance where uh, I was treating uh, like a middle aged couple, and they asked me to see their mom, who was a she was a university professor at Yale, so she was obviously someone with you know pretty good mental competence intelligent yeah and, uh-huh. and, yep. but she was in her mid to 70s and she was just losing it 
and uh, she came in to see me. And I believe she was on six or seven different medications. And this an ex- this is an example of it. And you remember the movie Awakening with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, yep. Literally, we saw, yep. we saw an awakening because we mm-hmm. tapered her off the multiple. Med- it was almost like one medication was used to treat one thing, another. You know, it was like the consequences yeah, of that, one medication engendered yet another prescription. Yeah. And we kind of unraveled yeah. it. We dwindled it down to a couple of medications. And... Mm-hmm. Um, she she was herself again, uh, so yeah. uh, obviously the family was very grateful because they got mom back. But that this yeah, is it's this a great is story. very very workable proposition, and I think that there's going to be more and more emphasis on this in medicine because there's recognition of what you're talking about in your in your book. Maybe it's your medications, how to avoid unnecessary drug therapy and adverse drug reactions. I think we're having kind of a epiphany about you know our uh, <laughs> drug centric uh, medical system. Yeah, it, and we can't, I, I'm so glad to hear your words because we need to have that revolution and revelation that we need to look at our medicines differently. We need to peel peel back, but, you know, it takes time. It's it's a lot easier to do the prescription and, and you're fine and you ain't broke, don't fix it right now, than to talk about what can we pull back and what, what and, and how else can we get the most of our, out of our health and our, our life and, and make the most of these medicines with as few as possible. It, it, it's just a different uh, paradigm of, of healthcare, but I think we need to start talking about it. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, there's lots of resources in your book. Maybe it's your medications. Uh, and the author, uh, Dr. Hedva Barinholtz levy uh, any other resources that we can point our listeners to? Are there uh, websites uh, that focus on this problem or directories, you know, of uh, drug drug interactions, you know, handy dandy ways to determine if your medications interact? Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a packed question. I, I, there's, there's the, mm-hmm. I have resources in my, in the book, not just for people to the book, but I, I, it, there's so much out on the internet that we need to be careful of. Okay. So where do I say? So I, I, so I do highlight some valuable resources, um, that are there. I think anything, um, the big, the big take home point is do question the medicines you're taking, but talk the communication, talk with your pharmacist or your physician about your medicines and about the questions you have. Um, so I probably should just leave it leave it with that, I think. And, you know, as a pharmacist, you're really exemplary because you're communicating this information. I mean, more and more pharmacists these days stand behind counters and, you know, stare into computer screens. And rarely mm-hmm. do they have the kinds of detailed conversations that you advocate. So our, the mm-hmm. training is there. It's just that it. I think pharmacists are an unutilized uh, resource. And I think by and large, most of them would not feel bothered. They'd be very happy to share their wealth of knowledge. Yeah, words out of my own mouth, yes. And and that's why I encourage people, say yes at the pharmacy counter. Pharmacists um, are trained. We go through minimum six, up to eight years of, of training, um, even postgraduate training in drug therapy. And we are also trained to communicate, and we want to educate every individual about their medications. Um, so, yes, never hesitate to u- use the pharmacist behind the counter um, I developed my unique practice where I actually go into person's homes because I wanted to be able to provide that um, unhurried, focused care that really looks at the medications in depth. So um, lots of resources out there, but um, I think too often people 
I just take what they're given, take the prescription, take what they get from the pharmacy, and they don't stop to question. But um, I think we could have better overhaul, overall health and quality of life if we could really think about our medicines, understand them better, and take only what we really need Indeed. and avoid that unnecessary stuff. And do you have a personal website, or is there a website for the book as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I my book website is uh, either, I have two out there because my, my name is a little bit long, com is my book website, or maybe it's yourmeds.com. And um, so there's information there. I do have a blog going. And then I also have um, uh, my clinical website, which is www.hblfarm.com. Um, so I try and I'm, I have a monthly newsletter. I try to I'm trying to get people put the, the the words, the thoughts in people's minds that they need to be talking about their medications and giving them different aspects of safe medication use to think about. So. I'm well, just trying to get that message out there. So you're doing great and essential work, so I appreciate it very much. Dr. Hedva Baron-Holtz-Levy, thanks so much, and thank you for your time. Mm, it's been a pleasure. All appreciate the best it. to you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.